Hey everybody, hey, it's Barry here again. And I just wanted to say that this website, uh, turningthepage.co.nz, is founded on the word yes. And many times I've had to say no to so many different things because I had a burning yes within me to do this website, to turning the page, to helping people all over the world with mental health and spiritual formation. I could have done a lot of other things, but I, I just had a real yes <laughs> to uh, writing and expressing over the, the um, YouTube or on the podcast here uh, things. And recently I've been watching this year's uh, Tour de France, you know, just, just on, the, on the sports news. And one of the amazing things, you know, they, they, they're incredible, these cyclists, aren't they? They they cycle up the steep mountainside and then all of a sudden then they are racing down the other side and really breakneck speeds. And along the route are spectators and they're cheering them on and they're, sometimes they're running alongside them to sort of encourage them along. And particularly on those tough uphill climbs. And then... But what we don't see are the millions and millions of moments that the rider has had to say no over the many, many years because they had like a greater burning yes, um, burning in their soul. And it was, it was no to certain foods, no to certain parties to go out at night, <laughs> no to general living to like what we would be normally used to. They've said no. Instead, a greater yes has got them out of bed early in the morning to ride hours and hours by themselves with, with no applause or accolades. And I wonder, is there a burning yes that is deep within you? Um, before the, the word boundary was part of our common language, there was the word line, L-I-N-E. <laughs> you've crossed a line, you know, which is a place where you've stepped across the rules, the norms, the expectations of others. It's that moment when someone says something or does something that you, you know just goes against some internal moral knowledge of right and wrong. They have crossed a line when they have yelled at you or that they've been nasty at you, uh, been hurt or been rude to you. Yeah, it, and they've crossed a line. It's an invisible line. You know when it happens. It's, it's a line of love and respect or what we now call a boundary, but I prefer the word lines love, of love and respect. Uh, and a line is more tangible, I think, in our thinking than of a boundary. You know, boundaries are formed on lines. You know, I look at my Google map when I'm out driving to go to, to work at a property or something, and on the Google map, I can see the lines that encompass the properties and where the person's property starts and where it finishes. Uh, it begins with a line. And then when I get there, I can't see the line, but I can see a fence or maybe some trees, um, a wall, uh, maybe some guard dogs barking. <laughs> and privacy is, is, is expressed by that fence or that boundary. And this is me, this is you. This is where I start, this is where you finish. There is a line, and if you cross it without my permission, there will be consequences. What do you do when someone crosses the line? Uh, for most of it, most of us, we probably just accept it and move on. 
We might withdraw or avoid that person. Uh, we might express the problem to others, and they say, well, you need better boundaries. <laughs> that doesn't help, does it? It's easy for them to say, but we are living within the skin of ourselves. Looking over the life of Jesus, uh, we marvel at the times when Jesus performed miracles, healing the sick, feeding the multitudes, speaking wisdom, and listening to other people's tears fall. You know, he gained an incredible following by doing what others wanted him to do. Walking in today's world, he would have had a super huge social media following. We are always popular when we do what other people want and expect of us, aren't we? But Jesus had a, a deeper yes burning within him. And the prophet Isaiah describes this attitude with the, the words, I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint. And I know that I will not be put to shame. Yeah, you can see Jesus had a, had a flint-like, hard-like objective of the yes. There was this burning him that he had to do it. And so he had to say no to so many things. And I think the yes that Jesus was to do was that he had only wanted to do what God was doing. And that's John 5, 19 to 20. To keep that focus of yes, Jesus had to say no. No to the crowds, to the events, to heal this person and attend to that need. The crowd wanted a conquering king, didn't they? To, to overthrow the Roman Empire. Instead, he allowed himself to become uh, be killed through a Roman crucifixion. He empowered his yes by withdrawing to lonely and desert places like mountains and deserts. And we read many times where he just took off and had a rest. But he spent that time... I suppose, communing with God and just clarifying his yes, clarifying this is what I'm called to do. You know, there was a zeal within him that just consumed him. And he just said no to so many things. Recently, I read this piece from Marianne, Marianne Williamson. You are a child of God. Your plain small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure about around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we light out, as our own light shine, as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Marianne Williamson. And see, it speaks to me of someone who's recognized the divine approval of who they deeply are. Yeah, and something that I like to do whenever I'm having a conversation with, with somebody, you know, through turning the page and they, they want some support, is sometimes I just really want to give them a, like a compelling vision for them. And it's... It's what I see God is doing in them and who they when, who they will be when they truly are fully alive. It's not about wealth or significance or any worldly measure of success. It, it might include words such as uh, internal strength, peacefulness, light, and presence. Here's an example. I see God forming you into someone who has a depth of beauty 
and can share that with others in a way that is uniquely crafted for that person you're sharing it with. What's what's the um, it, you know, it's compelling because it 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 draws them into seeing beyond the dirt and the toenails, tough life experience of the now. It's something they can say yes to. What's the yes that you are fostering? It's the soul that's been abused, I find, that it's they're the hardest to be able to say no. It's the one that's been bullied, robbed of dignity, stripped and left naked in the ditch while others walk by. The dehumanized are the ones who are not even aware that they have lines. And those those lines have been crossed. But when one steps into their lives and fosters the knowing of you are a child of God, that is when the lines start to become evident. The deep yes, like a germinating seed, grows cell by cell. A knowing, a deep, deep knowing of the yes bursts out of that seed husk. See, when we know our yes, we can confidently express the no to those who, those moments when others cross the line. We practice saying no. We win some battles and we lose some battles. And every time we learn and grow a little bit, we're ready ourselves for the next moment we have to say no. Knowing our yes is a journey that is probably relatively pain-free, but saying no brings you to a place of conflict often with others, and even yourself. This is not about boundaries. It's about lines, lines of love and respect, primarily for yourselves. Here's some quotes. Tell the students to give up their small ambitions and come eastward to preach the gospel. Francis Xavier. Simplicity and solitude walk hand in hand. Solitude prefers principally to the inward unity that frees us from panic need for acclaim and approval. Through it, we are enabled to be genuinely alone, for the fear of obscurity is gone, and we are enabled to be genuinely with others, for they no longer control us. Care about what other people think, and you will always be their princeless. So true. Care about what other people think, and you will always be their prisoner. That's from Lao Tzu. Comfort is the absence of tension. Growth requires a swim in murky, dangerous waters. Dan Allender. Courage doesn't roar. Sometimes courage is a quiet voice at the end of the day, the end of the day, saying, I'll try again tomorrow. Marianne Ratmaka. Some questions. What stories express Jesus saying no because he had a greater yes? Number two, where do you say yes at the moment? And where would you rather say no? <laughs> Describe the deeper yes that is germinating in your soul. Hey, um, thank you for watching or for listening. Uh, so appreciate uh, you spending the time with me. And I do hope that this helps you. And I'd just love to hear from you. Uh, Barry at turningthepage.co.nz And so Thank you so much. And thank you to all of you that uh, give a little bit to uh, run Turning the Page. Uh, if you want to know more, come over to turningthepage.co.nz forward slash give. Hey, until next week, consider your deeper yes. Okay, bye.